people have been asking, and it is finally here. My next live event, Work On Your Game Live, is taking place. Write these dates down. February 3rd and 4th, that's a Friday and a Saturday, here in beautiful, sunny, warm Miami, Florida, February 2023, February 3rd and 4th. At this event, we're going to help you achieve three specific things. You can write these things down too. Number one, help you raise your level of performance, because as I always say, this is a performance-based business that we are in. Number two, increase the consistency of your performance. This means you don't only perform at a high level, but you can do it over and over and over again. And number three, you're going to make more money in your business. If you are into making more money and generating more revenue in your business, we're going to do all of that. Those three things, performance, consistency, revenue, at Work On Your Game Live. Now, how we're going to do that are four specific things, the mindset that you need to show up every day and do the work, the strategy so that you have a game plan of action, the system so that you can execute the strategy consistently without fail, with very little variation from moment to moment, and the execution to go and get it done over and over and over again. Those are just details. But just keep these three things in mind that I told you at the top. Performance, consistency, income. If you are interested in any one of those three things or two of them or all three, go to workonyourgame.live. Again, workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to the event. I am hosting. I will be teaching the entire two days. We'll give you food and snacks and coffee and donuts and all that. We have VIP dinners both nights that are optional if you would like to join. And I mean, it's Miami. Who doesn't want to be in Miami in the middle of February when it's the coldest part of the year everywhere else in the United States? Get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live. Then text me. Let me know that you're coming. And we're going to know who everybody is, who needs to meet who. I'm going to make sure everybody gets exactly what you need out of that. You will not leave that room unless you have a full game plan moving forward of action to take your business where it needs to go. Workonyourgame.live. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894. 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. If you're not giving more than what you're being paid for, then you are violating the principles of success. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOldJay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now listening to a show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called 
work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is quiet quitting is for losers. And we'll get into explaining what that means and what it is momentarily as usual. But before we do that, let me tell you when I have a daily motivation text message that I send out free of charge every single morning to everyone who's in my text community. This message is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. Since you're already listening to this show, there is no logical reason or emotional reason why you would not be receiving this message. So text me in my number so you can be in my text community and get this text every morning. My number is 305-384-6894. Every day when I send that message out, starting tomorrow, you will be a recipient. Also, if you have not yet claimed your free copy of my book called The Mirror of Motivation, it's subtitled The Self-Guide to Self-Discipline. That book is all about asking yourself and answering for yourself, who do you need to be as a person so you can be your idealized version of yourself, which will then lead to you taking the actions that you already know you need to take, which then leads to you getting the outcomes that you already know you want. I'll give you the book for free that will help you do this, get you started on this process. All you got to do is go to mirrorofmotivation.com, mirrorofmotivation.com. The book's free. Just tell us where to send it. And the third thing, if you have not yet tapped into my free 45-minute training, how to reach that top 1% in your industry, in your business, the five things the people who are in the top 1% are doing that most everyone else is not doing. I'll tell you exactly what they are, why they're doing them, and how they work. Go to workonyourgame.net. The training is completely free to set aside 45 minutes of your time. So with all that out of the way, let's get into the topic of this whole concept of quiet quitting. I don't know if any of you have heard of this, but any of you who has employees or you have staff, Maybe you have heard of it. Maybe hopefully you haven't had any of your staff actually doing it. Maybe you have heard of it. And any of you who have jobs, maybe you hopefully you're not the one doing it. But maybe you got some colleagues who have been intrigued, let's just say, to maybe try doing this, this whole new thing called quiet quitting. This is a phrase, quiet quitting. I heard about this. I was just browsing social media. And as a side note, by the way, I use social media as a producer, not a consumer. But if I do consume social media, the only reason I consume it is because I'm looking for material that could possibly become content like what I'm doing right here. So I heard about this on social media because I was specifically looking for, I don't go on social media and say, let me see if I can find a podcast topic. I look at it and see what do I see on there that I could talk about that I think would be useful to my audience. That That's the only reason that I consume any social media is I'm looking for something that I could use for my own personal purposes. And all of you should be doing that as well. And by the way, if you couldn't guess, I got a future episode of this very show that is coming on that exact concept. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, I went and looked up what does quiet quitting mean? I looked for a good definition of it and I found one via Investopedia and they say the following, quote, quiet quitting refers to doing the minimum requirements of one's job and putting in no more time, effort or enthusiasm than absolutely necessary, close quote. So assertion that I'm going to explain here today is that if you find yourself doing this, you are at that moment when you're doing it, you are being a loser. The good news is you can do something about this. You can change it. And if you are a boss or a person with the power to hire and fire in your business and you have someone working for you who appears to be doing this, from what I've read, there are people who are even like outright, they're like open about it. Like, hey, boss, I'm quiet quitting. I mean, I still work here, but you know, I'm just going to give the bare minimum. I'm not giving any more effort than what I'm being paid for. If you have anybody on your staff who appears to be doing that, or especially if they have the audacity to tell you to your face that they're doing it, uh, you need to get rid of them yesterday. And I'm going to explain all of why any of this is. And I want you to notice, actually, in this definition that 
quiet quitting is someone says they're not going to give any more time, effort, or enthusiasm absolutely necessary. Those are three out of five forms of investment, time, money, and energy. Person says they're not going to give any more of their investments than possible, than necessary, rather, at their job. This person is not making an investment into what they're doing. And when you work at a job, even if it's not your end game, it's not the place that you plan on being for the rest of your life, understand that you're still giving your time to it. And your time is your most valuable resource. And if you're, especially if you're working full time, uh, you're giving the majority of your waking hours to that thing. So if you're not going to put any effort or energy into what you're spending most of your waking hours doing, then you're a loser. All right. There's no other way around it. I don't need to soften this. You are a loser. And any of you who has people working for you who is doing this, they are losers. And if you have them working for you and you're giving them your money, then you are associating with losers. By law of association, you are bringing your own average down. doesn't make you a loser directly, but if you're empowering losers by paying them and letting them work for you and representing your company, then, I mean, what does that say about you? So this is for everybody to really be thinking about. Let's get into it. Point number one. Today's topic, once again, is quiet quitting is for losers. Number one, one of Napoleon Hill's 17 principles of success is going the extra mile. Talking about going the extra mile in terms of quality, quantity, and mental attitude. I talked about Napoleon Hill's 17 principles of achievement in episodes number 183 and 184. So if you have not listened to those, you'll see the link to those down below in the description of this episode. Or if you don't see them there, just go to workonyourgamepodcast.com and you can see every episode of history of the show is listed there. Just look up episode 183, 184. But Napoleon Hill talks about this in the 17 principles of success. So anyone who is successful in life follows each of these 17 principles. So you should actually go know what all those 17 principles are because they're laid out in Think and Grow Rich. And you should check yourself every day for all of them. Extra mile in terms of the quality of the extra mile work you do, the quantity of extra mile work you do, and the attitude in which you do it. All of those matter. So if you are purposely, because this is what quiet quitting is, this is not something that just randomly happens to you. If you are on purpose doing less than you can do and giving less than your possible effort and refusing to go the extra mile on purpose because you believe you're not getting anything extra in exchange for it, okay, that's a formula for mediocrity at best. All right, if you do that and you do it as best as you can, if you're giving less effort as best you can, I don't even know if that's possible then the best you could possibly do is mediocrity because you're trying to not give your best effort. So the best you can be is mediocre if you're perfect at it. And usually, since most people are not perfect, you're going to be a loser. You're going to be losing at worst. And your employer is losing as well because they're employing you. And this is what you're doing to represent, first of all, to represent yourself. Forget about the company, but to represent yourself is what you're doing. And secondly, you're representing the company to the customers and the clients. So you don't tell your oven, for example, when you're in your kitchen, you don't say to the oven, hey, Give me a cake and then later on I'll insert the ingredients. You wouldn't do that. What you do is you put the effort in first. The effort being you put the ingredients together for baking a cake. You put them in in the order in which the recipe tells you to put them in. Then you put it in the oven and you reap the rewards after you do your work. You do your work first, then other entities do their work second, and then everybody wins in the end. That's the order of operations of life. We all understand this. You don't go to your garden and say, well, give me crops and then I'll plant some seeds, right? If you were actually doing that, you know, somebody would call authorities on you and they take you away, right, to some kind of facility. All right. You can't do that in life either. You can't quiet quit and say, well, you know what? I'm only going to give a bare minimum effort here because they're not giving me more. No, you give a maximum effort. And because you're giving a maximum effort, you will produce higher returns. And because you're producing higher returns, now you put yourself in a position where you can dictate the terms and you can get what you want. 
but it's an order of operation. You do the work first, you get the results second. All right, that's the way that it works. You don't get results first, then do the work. So this is the natural order, ladies and gentlemen, how the universe works. And by the way, if any of you is ever trying to figure out what is the order of operations for getting anything done, even something that you have no knowledge of and you have no reference to, nobody has even given you any information, here's the place you should look. Just look at nature. Look at the way nature works, because the way nature works, ladies and gentlemen, is the natural order of how things work in life, is the natural order of things. So the natural order of life is what? Natural order is you do a certain amount of work, you care for the work that you've done, you take pride in the work that you've done, you allow the universe to do its job after you did your job, notice the order here, after you did your job, and then eventually you get a result. That's the natural order of the way the world works. That's the natural order of the way life works. That's the natural order of the ways uh, plants work, crops work. Many of you have ever been on a farm. If any of you ever planted a flower, any of you have a garden outside of your house, it doesn't have to be a big garden. All of you understand this is how it works. Any of you go to the gym and have muscles, what do you do? You get the gym membership, you go to the gym, you do the workouts, and eventually you have muscles or a nice body or good cardiovascular health or you lose weight or whatever it is you're trying to get to. But you notice there's an order of operation, right? You don't lose weight first, then do the workout. You do the workout, then you lose weight. That's the natural order of things. So if you follow that natural order in everything that you do, you're at least on the right track to creating success. But somehow people have started to believe that they can not do this and still get success in life. No, you can't because you're going against the natural order of things. And when you go against the natural order, what you are doing is intentionally inserting chaos into your own life situation. When you insert chaos into your life situation, you're going against the natural order. And if you go against the natural order for long enough, a natural order is going to go against you. And eventually you're going to lose. All right? You're not going to beat the natural order of life. So you can try. I mean, don't say nobody told you. Okay. So if you decide you're going to go against natural order because of something stupid that you read on a blog post or something that one of your bum ass loser friends told you you should do, all right, you become a loser by association. And since you also understand what I'm saying here today, everyone who's listening to me, you're now responsible for what you just heard. You're also being stupid because being ignorant means you don't know something. But since I just told you, you know it. So if you know something and you still go against it, that means you're being stupid. Now, there's a difference between ignorance and stupidity. So stupid is when you know better and you do it anyway. And so you're being stupid and you're going against the natural laws of the universe. All right. If you know anyone who's doing both of these at the same time, my advice, don't hang around that person because they got something coming to them that you don't want to be near them when it happens. Moving on to point number two. Today's topic is quiet quitting is for losers. Number two, if you are engaged in work in which you are not compelled to give more than the bare minimum effort and you are not compelled to do more than the minimum of what you are asked for, I understand. Now, I'm not telling you that you're wrong. You're working somewhere where you don't want to give more than the bare minimum and you don't want to do more than you're asked for. Here's my answer to your conundrum is that you simply are working at the wrong job. You just got to get yourself a different job. That's the problem. Right? It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the job itself. The job is not wrong. And you as a person are not necessarily wrong. But as soon as you realize this, that you're working at a place in which you don't want to give more than the bare minimum effort, what you need to start doing immediately is you need to start strategizing for how do you get out of there so that you can go to a job in which you will give more than the bare minimum effort. Because, and this is about more than your employer or the company who you work for. It's not about them. It's about you. Because if you're showing up every day, remember that you spend about, and we just say, breaking up your day, 24 hours in a day. Let's just say you spend eight hours a night sleeping. A lot of people don't get eight hours. Well, let's just say you get eight hours a night sleeping. You spend about eight hours at work, average person, somewhere around eight hours at work. Let's say you're working full time. That equals to 40 hours a week, Monday through Friday. And then you got eight hours to do you know, everything else. 
So you're spending half of the time that you're awake at work. And if you're only given the bare minimum effort and bare minimum mental mental commitment to that thing, what are you conditioning yourself for? Again, forget about the employer. Let's just talk about you, the person in the mirror. What are you conditioning yourself for? What kind of example are you setting for yourself? What kind of example are you setting for if you have children, you have a significant other, you have other people around you who look up to you for whatever reason? What kind of example are you setting for them if this is the way that you're showing up as something that you spend half of your awake time doing that you're not even committed to and you're not even given any kind of effort or any more than a bare minimum effort? What are you telling yourself if that's what you're showing up to every single day and that's how you're showing up? This is about you. It's not about them. It's not about the job. It's not about, oh, my job's not paying me enough, so I'm going to give a half-ass effort. Forget about the job. What are you saying to yourself? How do you look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day? How do you look at your kids and say, hey, son, hey, daughter, this is the way you show up in life, and this is what you're doing? Right? What does that say about you? This is a good question that you should be asking yourself, any of you who's engaged in this loser nonsense of quiet quitting. You need to go find yourself a different job immediately. Find a job, one in which you are willing to go the extra mile, in which you are willing to give more than you are paid for, in which you are willing to do more in the bare minimum requirements. Because here, let me let all of you in on the secret. You will never find a job that is going to pay you more than the effort you're giving before you give the effort. All right, there's no job that's going to do that. So if you're working at a job right now that's paying you 10, I was talking to someone, I won't even say what job they were working at. I was talking to a person not too long ago, and they were telling me, hey, I need to find a new job. As we had our conversation, they were saying, well, this job, the job they were at, only pays me no $10 or 13, I think it's at $13 an hour. So this job only pays me $13 an hour. That's their words. Okay. So we're going to assume by that language that $13 an hour is not enough for them to you know live how they want to live. Fine. That's completely fine. $13 an hour is not enough. Let's say you go get a job, they're going to pay you $30 an hour. Okay. So now you're making more than twice as much money. Assuming that that's enough for you. Here's the thing. You still should be giving them more than a $30 an hour effort. You should be giving more than $30 an hour worth of effort, even though they're paying you more money. Uh, you shouldn't do the bare minimum there either just because you're making more money. Because again, this is about you and this is about how you're conditioning yourself to show up and give effort in your life. Forget about the company. It has nothing to do with the company. This is about you. If you're not giving more than what you're being paid for, then you are violating the principles of success. Everybody hear what I just said? That's the most important part of this. It has nothing to do with who you're working for. It has very little to do with the actual dollar amount itself either. This is about how you're showing up and are you honoring or violating the principles of success? And understand, folks, these are principles. When I reference those Napoleon Hill episodes, those are the 17 principles of success, not the 17 ideas, not the 17 suggestions, not the 17 opinions, the 17 principles of success. Principles don't change. Our principles are etched in stone. So if you're violating those principles, you're violating your own success. So find a job in which you are willing to do more than what you're paid for, regardless of how much you're paid. Let's say you got a job that paid you $100 an hour. Are you still should be giving more than $100 worth of effort each hour? What about if it was $1,000 an hour? It has nothing to do with the dollar amount. This is about how you show up on a daily basis, because regardless of how much the money is, you giving more than the bare minimum effort is the only way that you will receive more because it's the only way you can be an exceptional person who stands out. And only people who receive more are the people who are exceptional. What we call this is placement strategy. So if you're in a job in which you don't want to give more than the bare minimum effort, okay, quit that job. You need to go find a job in which you will because the exact set of skills that you have has more value in certain places than it has in other places. This I am 100% agree with. There are some people who are just working at the wrong job. I get that. 
I've worked at jobs that were not ideal for me. I worked at restaurants. I worked at water ice stands. I worked at burger shops. I worked at telemarketing companies. I worked at gyms. All right, none of these was the perfect place in terms of fit for my skill set. I'm right now I'm working at the perfect job. All right, doing this right here is the perfect job for my skill set and what I want to do at this point in my life. And I need to give more than what I'm paid for in terms of effort and mental attitude when I do this job. Like, how much do you pay to listen to the show? Now, even if I started charging for the show, there's no amount that I could charge you that is going to be more than the amount of effort and the way that I show up attitude-wise to deliver. Even if I start charging for the show, I'm not about to start charging for the show, but I want you to understand the point of what I'm making here or the point that I'm making here. Choose the place in which you are willing to go above and beyond regardless of how much they can pay you. All right, there's no amount that they can pay you that's going to be more, that's going to supersede how much effort you're going to bring to the job. And until you find that job, you're in a position to possibly be quiet quitting, even if you're not trying to. So your job is to strategize and consciously choose the place where your value is better recognized and appreciated and compensated for, and then figure out how to be in that place as often as possible. That's your job. Figure out how can you be in a place where you are giving your best possible effort and you are receiving the returns that are equal or maybe even not even as much as the effort that you're bringing to the job. So I can possibly generate more value and make more impact on people doing this show than I would if I was, say, the checkout guy at the local grocery store. I can get more value doing this. But either way, I will be working, but I have more value here than I have there. So my strategy would be to get out of the grocery store as quickly as possible and go somewhere where my value is better recognized, better appreciated, and also better compensated. So you should do the exact same thing. So if you're in a place where you even are thinking about quietly quitting, i.e. giving a bare minimum effort, why are you even working there? Unless it is your goal to be mediocre. And if you're listening to this show, I don't think it is your goal to be mediocre. So let's talk about how you can get the hell out of there so you can start doing something in which you can actually give value to the universe instead of taking more off the table than you put on the table. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is quiet quitting is for losers. Number three, all of the employers who are listening to this, any of you who has staff, if you have people who work for you, if you have people who you suspect or maybe they even tell you they're open about it, that they are quietly quitting or they are demonstrably not giving their best effort or they appear to be unwilling to go the extra mile in terms of quality, quantity or mental attitude, then you have a problem on your hands and I'm putting it on you, employers, boss, owner. I'm putting it on you. Here's why I'm putting it on you. Because if you have these kind of people working for you, that means you personally have done a bad job of recruiting. How did you choose that kind of person? What did you not notice in their character when you hired them initially? This is the question that I'm asking you. I'm holding you accountable, Mr. or Mrs. Boss, for hiring somebody for which you didn't notice this flaw in their character during the hiring process. You got to be responsible for this. Either it's either that you didn't notice something that you should have noticed, or here's the other option. You did a bad job or have done or are doing a bad job on of selling people on why they should give their best effort to your job. Maybe they are a good person who would give their best effort if they had a good enough reason to do so. And you as the boss have failed to give them that reason. Either way is on you because you have more power than they have. So I'm putting the responsibility on the person with the power. Remember that power and responsibility are a package deal. So whoever has the power also has the responsibility. So if you have people working for you, you got more power than they do. So if they're not doing their job, then I'm looking at you and figuring out, all right, how did you either hire somebody who's not doing their job or you have not showed them what their job is or you have not subsequently sold them on their job to where they're quietly quitting? Boss, this is on you. Or here's another option. Let me give you option number three. You have set up the job in such a way that the people who you do have are not interested in giving 
an additional effort. You just set the job up in a way that you're not getting the best out of them based on what you're having them do. Meaning maybe you just have the wrong person in the wrong job. They might be great at a different role, but you don't have them in the right role. So they're not giving a better effort than what they're giving. This is also on you. Oh, let me give you one more option. Your leadership is not influencing people to want to go the extra mile for you. Maybe they'll go the extra mile for somebody else, but for you as a leader, they're not going to go the extra mile for you. So this is a failure in your leadership. Either way is one of these four things. And either way is on you. This is on the boss. Everybody following me here? So on the boss, listen to this right now. All of you who have staff, if you have people who are quietly quitting while working for you, there is something that either you have done or have not done that has cultivated that environment. I don't blame the person. I blame you. My suggestion is that as soon as you notice that someone is quietly quitting while working for you, get rid of them immediately or move them to a different role immediately, one or the other. Because if you don't do that, then what you are doing is you are allowing this. All right. You are actually the one who's quietly quitting because you are advocating by doing nothing. You're advocating rather, not advocating, but abdicating, meaning you are stepping away from, you are wiping your hands of the responsibility to keep cancers out of your environment. A person who's quietly quitting is a cancer to an environment because if one person's quietly quitting, then somebody else is going to notice that they're going to quietly quit. Then another person, another person, another person. So you got five people working for you. You only need one person to quietly quit to destroy the entire environment because it's soon going to spread to the other four people. You got 50 people working for you. Same thing. And the more people you got working for you, I'm assuming the more customers and clients you have that you serve. So this is going to have a bigger negative impact on you, the more people you have in your environment, on your team. So getting rid of a person who is a cancer, a quietly quitting person is a cancer to your organization. Or they will multiply and spread and destroy your business from the inside out if you do nothing. So all you bosses listen to this. I'm putting it in your lap that you need to take ownership of this situation immediately. All I said, let's recap today's class, which is quiet quitting is for losers, in case anybody didn't know. Definition of quiet quitting via Investopedia, quiet quitting refers to doing the minimum requirements of one's job, putting in no more time, effort, or enthusiasm than absolutely necessary. Point number one, Napoleon Hill's 17 principles of success, one of them is going an extra mile in terms of quality, quantity, and mental attitude. Anybody who is purposely doing less than this, all right, that person, you need to get them out of your environment because their ceiling is to be mediocre. And I don't think anybody listening to a show called Working Your Game is looking to reach their ceiling at a level of mediocrity. All right. So you do the work first. It's like a natural law of nature. Do the work first, get the result second. Anybody who's not willing to do that, they're not making enough money. So they're not going to give any effort. That makes no sense. It goes the opposite direction. You give more effort, then you make more money. Anybody who's not willing to do that, get rid of them. All right. Point number two, if you are engaged in work in which you are not compelled to give more than the minimum effort, if you are the quiet quitter that I'm describing here today, then you are simply working at the wrong job. Go find a different job in which you will give more than a bare minimum effort. And if you are the type of person who's trying to scheme and strategize to get the bare minimum effort, no matter where you work, all right, you are a loser and you shouldn't be listening to this show because it's not made for people like yourself. This show is made for people who are serious about going the extra mile and putting in extra effort mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. If you're not that type of person, you are listening to the wrong show. You're a loser and the show is not targeted at losers. I mean, I can't stop you from listening to it, but I just want to let you know that everything I'm talking about here is going to go over your head. Point number three, for the employers, if you have people working for you who are quietly quitting or clearly not giving their best effort on purpose or they're not willing to go the extra mile, then I'm putting this on you because either you have A, done a bad job of recruiting, you picked the wrong person, you didn't notice their character flaws, B, you did a bad job of selling people on why to give their best effort to the job, C, you have not set up the job in a way that makes them want to give their best effort, or D, your leadership is not inspiring people to give their best effort. Either way, is on you because you're the boss and you're in charge. 
You have more power than they do. And with power comes the package deal responsibility. So I'm putting the responsibility on you for the fact that you have some losers in your organization. So all you bosses, don't do anything about this. When you notice it, then the person who's quietly quitting is actually you. It's not them, it's you. Because you are abdicating from your responsibility to keep cancers out of your environment. Quietly quitting person is a cancer who will spread and destroy your environment from the inside out. Do not be cavalier about this. Get rid of that person or move that person immediately. You need to be urgent about this, not just annoyed. Do something about it immediately. All I said, text me to get my daily motivation free of charge to your phone every day. My number is 305-384-6894. And go to workmanyourgame.net, get access to my free training of five things that the top 1% performers are doing that people like yourself may not be doing. But guess what? I'm going to tell you exactly what they are so you can make some adjustments. Go to workmanyourgame.net for that training. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge, 305-384-6894.